Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the show. Today is our 13th episode and the title of today's show is called Awkward Vulnerability, How to Do It Well. Can vulnerability not be weird? How can we embrace it authentically? So I want you to see the scene. You are ready to be brave. You've already heard the power of vulnerability and being your true self because God loves you no matter what. You step out and you say something brave to your family and bam, you get the, you're weird look or okay, whatever. Or are you serious? Did you really mean to say that? And you immediately start to question your bravery and your courage. Well, yes, yep, you're serious. And yes, you meant to say that. But then your insecurities start to raise and you question yourself and you want to crawl in a hole. Why am I so awkward? Why can't I bravely be vulnerable like the people that I see? Why can't I do this? We hear it often more and more that we need to be vulnerable. We need to be real. We need to be authentic. Some churches and businesses are even teaching on this. Some are starting to and some are afraid of it still. I'm hoping that this podcast will help get rid of the myths of vulnerability and help give you the confidence to be able to walk your path the way that God intends for you to walk and truly be yourself. The first thing I'd say about vulnerability is that being vulnerable is brave, period. No matter the response you get and how you feel, you are literally being brave just by being vulnerable. So for the last two weeks, I have been targeting parents, guardians, and grandparents of teens. And last week, I did an episode directing two actual teens. If you know any teens, make sure to check it out and send it to them. I'm also working on building an email list to give away free tips and information on an upcoming book that I have, The Brave Encourager, How to Change the World with the Power of Encouragement. I will be giving away free things through my email list, so make sure to go check it out and sign up for my email list at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this episode and I give you the microphone. It's all yours. I declare anything from the enemy that is trying to stop the flow of the Holy Spirit to be stopped right now in the name of Jesus. This is your time, Lord. I pray for the wisdom and revelation for the listeners as they hear this powerful topic on vulnerability. I pray that your spirit flows through each one of them and gives them eyes to see and ears to hear how you want them to stretch and grow. I pray for the grace of discomfort to turn into comfortable, moving them into what they could not do to what they now can do. We thank you for the power of the cross and what the gospel represents. I ask for the blood of Jesus to come over each listener and to bring the supernatural power of the gospel right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 
So for this episode, I will be taking from Brene Brown's work on vulnerability and the Word of God. I have talked about Brene Brown before in previous episodes. She's a social worker who originally did research on what makes connection. There are others who have found similar findings to what she's found, like the connection codes. But for the sake of simplicity, I'm just going to be taking from her work. What Brene found was that vulnerability is what makes connection. That deep, real love connection that we have with others. Does this sound familiar to you? This is exactly what God wants for us. We may have grown up with wrong beliefs around God and felt that he was distanced from us. Father God designed us to be close to him. This is what the power of the gospel did. It brought us close to Father God, not just Jesus. Jesus represented the Father to us. I believe that Jesus is the most real, most vulnerable, most authentic person who ever lived. He is our model to follow and to be like. The Bible's our model to follow to be able to be like him. Our little, little brains don't understand things, and the world has tainted a lot of what the power of the Word of God could do to change us. We are part human, so we need human explanations to help us move into our God-given spiritual life. To be vulnerable is to be emotionally exposed. There's uncertainty, and it is risky. It is courage, but can feel like weakness. We actually look for vulnerability in everyone else, but we struggle to show it to others. So to learn how to truly step out in courage by being vulnerable like Jesus, we need to know some of the myths of vulnerability that have actually slowed us down. Here are six myths of vulnerability that I take from Brene Brown. The first one is that vulnerability is weakness. This actually comes from messages that we grew up with. Very good intentions by our parents or guardians, but not aware of the harm that it caused by saying something like, you are weak if you talk about your feelings, or we don't talk about that stuff in our family. And what this does is it actually squashes who you are because we are feeling beings. We have to feel and we have to move through those feelings so that we can get to other things about ourselves, We haven't really understood the harm, and now we're getting to real research on this. It's one of the reasons why we have, have so many physical issues like stomach aches, headaches, because we're trying to be someone that we're not. We're trying to squash down and push down those feelings. Number two is, I don't do vulnerability. I can opt out of it. You can try to opt out of it, but it's lonely, and that's not the way we were made. If you have people in your life who love you, or if you own a business, or you work for someone else and you deal with people, you have to do vulnerability. It is just the way that it is. There is not a way around this. It's how we were built and how God designed us. We are relational beings. Number three is that I can go at it alone. You know that white snake song, here I go to get on my own, going down the only road I've ever known. So that song romanticizes this, I can do it alone. I got this. I am strong. Sure, having alone time is good, but we can't do vulnerability alone. The point is that we have to connect. We've got to use other people so we can become more of who God designed us to be. Number four is that you can engineer the uncertainty and discomfort out of vulnerability. We want to manage and control people. Yikes, you know that doesn't truly work and it's not authentic, but 
it actually is there because we try to decrease our anxiety. So if I can control situations and people, then I feel better. But the reality is anxiety is what's showing up there. And being vulnerable is hard. Number five is that trust comes before vulnerability. So remember, this is a myth. So the truth is that vulnerability actually has to come first. You have to take a step and trust first. Yes, it is a risk, but it is worth it. We need to be able to be vulnerable in order to build trust with other people. They grow together and to betray someone else is actually to destroy both. So if you're walking with your values, you can walk the line and you can have healthy boundaries with other people. So if someone is being hurtful, that doesn't mean you need to keep being vulnerable and giving that to them. You need to have healthy boundaries with certain people. Number six is that vulnerability is disclosure. What disclosure is, is this is oversharing and giving information just for vulnerability's sake. So it's like sharing the details of your personal life and your divorce on Facebook. That's oversharing. That is not vulnerability. So there is a difference. Oversharing actually disconnects you from other people or it connects you superficially. So you aren't genuinely connecting. Vulnerability is sharing with the intent to connect. It's about trust, intimacy, real connection. So these are the myths of vulnerability. How can we get them out of the way? What is vulnerability and how can we do it well? How can we not be awkward? First off, there is no doing vulnerability well. You just do it. What we don't do well and what makes it awkward is our feelings about it and us being able to move through our feelings. How other people respond to us actually causes those feelings within us. So to not feel awkward, we have to know our identity and walk in the truth of who Christ says we are and step out in courage, knowing that God is with us. We have to grow in the knowledge of how much God loves us and that we we don't care how someone responds because we know who we are and we know our story. I want to be vulnerable here so that you can notice differences in my story. I'm going to share and I'm going to be vulnerable with you, okay? And I want you to notice your feelings towards me as I share this. So here's here's my first, I'm stepping out and I'm being vulnerable. My husband and I went through a tough time. We went to counseling and it helped us. Now we're doing well and God is in charge more today than ever. Was I vulnerable? Yes, I was. Do you feel closer to me? Do you trust me more? Why or why not? What do you notice within yourself as I shared that? I even want you to kind of just notice some judgments that you have towards me as I was sharing this. I want you to get them out because this is what is helpful for us to know what it looks like when someone else is vulnerable. What element was missing? There's awkwardness in this because I'm actually still holding back. I have a little flag in me that's saying, I'm scared to be vulnerable because I don't know how it will feel and I don't know how you will respond. So I'm going to just put a little pretty bow around this story and I'm just going to tell you kind of the kind of the nice ending. I'm at the end of the story here, but it doesn't seem like there's like a punch to it. So notice what it's like when I try again. I'm going to do this again. My marriage has not gone well. We weren't in a good place. We went through counseling and it kind of helped. I'm still frustrated, but we're better than where we were. So what do you notice here? 
I'm actually being vulnerable, but there isn't hope in this, which which is just fine. Okay, there's nothing wrong with this. Again, like you can't do vulnerability wrong. It's still a story. What's different with this one is there's no courage and there's no power. Revelation 19.10 says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when God moves, he's going to move it again, again as long as we have the faith to see that he's moving and receive it. I wasn't actually stepping into a place of courage and hope here because I really wasn't truly being vulnerable. I was kind of just complaining. I'd encourage you to do that here as I am vulnerable again. I want you to just notice Jesus moving in this as I am stepping into a deeper place of vulnerability. Here's my story again. Five years ago, my marriage was not in a good place. At one point, I remember thinking, I hate my husband. How did I get myself in this place? I have children with him and I feel trapped. I feel lonely, undervalued, and unimportant. I was in a cycle of focusing on feeling sorry for myself and spinning stories over and over. Have you done this? It honestly did not help me at all, but I didn't know it at the time. It was just a short-term fix for one thought after another, spinning and spinning. We went to counseling, and I remember one session I was totally venting and complaining about how much this isn't working. One counselor said to me, Look at where you were. And look at where you are now. Can you see what God has done? And I thought, oh my gosh, we have absolutely improved. God has absolutely moved in us. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done. I started to thank God for the little things. Even though I was still not feeling valued all the time, I started to pray and I started to move and I said, God, change me instead of change him. I shifted my perspective. I started to journal differently where I would hear from the Lord instead of just vent. I mean, I still vented. (laughs) I still did that. I started to listen and hear what God had to say about my husband. And some of the spinning lies I had were that my husband didn't care or take time for me, but they were lies. He absolutely does love me and takes time for me. He values my opinion and we enjoy spending time together. There are some things that we're still working on, but we have faith in each other and we're more on the same page than when we were. So how does it feel now to hear this? Obviously, I spoke a little longer and I shared more, but I entered into my story and I lost the fear of man and I truly was speaking my truth and my heart and what I felt what God wanted me to share. When I go back to the perfect vulnerable story with the bow on top of it, I don't feel like you feel the presence of God because I'm sharing more about what people will think instead of letting go and let the Holy Spirit move through me and truly share my heart. Remember before I said the goal of vulnerability is connect? That's the goal here. Could you feel God's presence more as I shared this last story? Do you find yourself trusting me more? Loving me more? Do you feel closer to me? Some of you might be wondering, is this a true story? Yes, it is a true story. (laughs) So if any of you are wondering that, it is a true story. See, when I open up and I share my heart and I'm truly vulnerable, not a pretty little pretend vulnerable, but real raw and pain, something happens in your heart. Can you feel what happened in your heart? It's like the pain in you opened up from the pain in me. And when that happens, compassion grows. So you know why this happens? This is Jesus in you. 
This is the how he works. This is kind of some of the miracles of how he works. That compassion that grew in you is because of the Holy Spirit's in you. So it's not necessarily about me, but it's about you. When you see into that pain, you see into those emotions. When I open up, it opens up the emotions in you. Did you feel safe? Does it feel okay? Even now, do you feel like it's okay to be just letting your body feel those emotions? Holy Spirit, I pray that you give them the confidence to just feel right now. We don't need to analyze. And as you feel and that compassion grows, can you see how your love increases? You have more capacity to love others. Do you notice also how you feel more like you? You feel more like yourself. It's like almost like a mask comes off if there was a mask. You may even have motivation and energy to go and share something vulnerable with someone else. See, this is how God designed the cross, that we give everything up and we give him our heart. And when we do that, he sees it as an offering. Sometimes we don't even know how to do that because we might feel uncomfortable with being vulnerable. We feel that because it hasn't always been safe. So I pray that this episode is opening you up to being more comfortable with being vulnerable with God and hopefully with others. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. As I was sharing my story with you, I'm sharing weakness with you. I'm sharing times in our marriage where we were not at a good place and also that we're still working through this. In me sharing this weakness, God is able to come in and work. So in the point of weakness that I share, it's almost like a door gets opened in your heart and there's like a a little opening of your heart and you start to, oh, the pain comes in or the compassion comes in, the feelings come in and the door opens to heaven and the floodgates come in of his grace this is how it works, you guys. I'm kind of giving the how, the details of the how-to, and sometimes our brain can't understand this. So Holy Spirit, help me if I'm if any of you are hearing this and it's not making sense, or if or if you have a different revelation than me, have at her, okay? I am not God. I'm just giving you what He's showing me right now. It's safe for us to be vulnerable with God. One of the biggest keys when we are vulnerable is that empathy has to be given on the other side. So this opening that I was talking about, we can quickly want to shut it because someone on the other side doesn't respond with empathy because we feel shame right there. So you open up, the door gets open, someone doesn't receive us well, and there's shame that comes in. We need to take down the walls that have stopped us from being vulnerable. If you have held up walls because people haven't responded well to your story, I want you to forgive them. I want you to forgive the people who haven't responded well to you or truly listened to you. Remember that people are human and we get it wrong. Many people don't know the love of the Father and that they are truly loved. They actually respond with this orphan heart and they don't 
really know that they're worthy and valuable. Honestly, that's a lot of the problems that we have today is because people don't know who they are and they don't know they're loved. Romans 8, 15 through 17 says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So we are children adopted into this kingdom. When we're vulnerable, we step into this place of really being children of God. We are not alone. We're not orphans. So this helps us when our emotions want to go out of whack, and they do go out of whack. (laughs) We know who we are and whose we are, and that the Holy Spirit will lead us and share us to be open. Part of the beauty of the kingdom of God is the mystery. We don't know how God does what he does, but he is God and we are not. So we yield to him and we trust him. Our little brains don't understand it, but he is God of the impossible. So we thank you for forgiveness, Lord. We thank you that you forgive us so that we can forgive others. We pray blessings on those who have hurt us and have not received our stories well. So right now, I want you to see the walls that you have put up. I want you to see them either being broken down or give them to Jesus, whatever you're ready for. Honestly, you cannot rush this. As I walk through this, if I'm going too fast, pause the podcast or come back and listen to it again. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. For me, I actually saw multiple walls and I saw wall after wall after wall and like rows of them and many little ones. They were all little walls. And I actually saw Jesus in a big giant front loader and he literally captured all these walls and just took them all. (laughs) So that was what I saw. I know I've had clients who've actually seen walls with bricks and the bricks actually fall off and each one brick by brick keeps coming down and that felt safer. I've also seen Jesus on the other side of the wall and reaching over and pulling people through the wall. So there's many different ways you really just allow the Holy Spirit to guide this experience. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are taking down our walls. I break any lie that your story isn't good enough in the name of Jesus. I break the lie that you are awkward in the name of Jesus. I break the lie that your story is too much for others and not enough in the name of Jesus. Your life and your story is enough. You are enough. I pray now for the Holy Spirit to come and fill you with strength and courage to truly be yourself. I pray that you can step out and be vulnerable with God for sure, but also with others who will be there for you and love you just the way that you are. If you do not have people that you can be vulnerable with, I pray for those people to come into your life and to surround you. I pray for you to open your eyes to the people who can be safe with and who already are in your life. I pray also that you will be a blessing for others who need to hear your story. When you share your story, Jesus works through you and others are blessed and it's transformed because of it. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this show and the healing over our listeners to bring them courage to let you flow through them. I pray for an increase to be able to love others well. 
I pray for an increase in capacity of this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the increase of capacity to be able to love. I pray, Lord, that you put others in front of the listeners so they have an opportunity to share their story and bless others. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the increase of courage to truly be vulnerable and be like Jesus at the cross. We praise you, we worship you, Lord, and we give you all the glory. Amen. I declare that you are bold. You are courageous and you are a mighty man or woman of God. I declare that you will continue your day or your week truly being the you that God created you to be. And I pray for wisdom and revelation to see more keys and nuggets of who you truly are. God loves you with an everlasting heart and he chose you for a time such as this. God bless you and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.